Hi, you're listening to my mom, Kat Lee, on the Inspired to Action podcast. Hey, can I listen to it? Hey, my name is Kat Lee, and I want to welcome you to the Inspired to Action podcast. I hope this show is the pep talk that you need as a mom, a reminder that what you do every day is life-changing, and it matters more deeply than you could ever imagine. Out of all the women in the world, God chose you to be the mother of your children because you are special and amazing and he has called you and he will equip you. So thank you for serving your family, for loving your children fearlessly and for fighting to be a great mom. This episode is for you. Let's jump right in. Hey friend, I hope you are having a fantastic day, whatever you're doing. If you're out there going for a run Way to go, way to take care of your body and be fit and healthy. Go you. If you are cleaning your house, um, scrub, 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 you can do it. <laughs> I'm, I'm just being a little silly. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm actually medicated right now. I'm, if you can't tell from the way I sound, I have allergies. I am allergic to the month of January and also February and sometimes March in Texas because cedar trees are insane during that time period. And so I took some allergy medicine and some coffee to offset it. So I'm a little tired hyper. I don't know how that works. Anyway, okay, I will not bore you with the facts of my health anymore, but I really am super excited that you're joining me today for this show. I want every single episode of this show to be a blessing to you and an encouragement to you because what you do every single day matters and it's powerful and you are making a huge impact not only in your children's lives but on the world that they're going to grow up in because you're raising amazing children that are going to impact the people around them. So welcome to the Inspired Action Podcast. Today I have the honor of chatting with Crystal Payne and she is honestly one of my favorite people online. She is very goal-oriented, and she talks a lot about goals, and there aren't really, actually, I think a lot of women that, uh, bloggers that talk very specifically about that, so I love that about her. She's written an ebook called uh, 21 Days to a More Disciplined Life, and then she's also just now released a new real book, like paper book that you can get anywhere, your local bookstore, online, and we're going to talk a little bit about that today. It's called Say Goodbye to Survival Mode. But before we dive into that, I want to say thank you to several of you. Um, Wendy May Stegany, I'm not sure if, you, if I said that right, and Mama Opus, you guys left really sweet reviews on iTunes for the podcast, and I really appreciate that. I really would love for this podcast, I have this random dream for this podcast to get into the charts on iTunes for the kids and family section, which is really funny because kids and family section, it covers everything from like old episodes of audio episodes of the Lone Ranger (laughs) to motherhood podcasts to there's one about your dog. So it's totally random. But that's the most logical place for the Inspired to Action podcast to be right now, I think, in iTunes. And so I'd love to see it on the charts just for fun. So if you want to join me in that dream, then I would love it if you'd head over to iTunes and leave a rating or review. Be honest and feel free to share um, any ideas or or suggestions that you have for the podcast there. I, I read all of them and I do try to thank everybody in the show as well. So thank you guys for leaving those. Um, 
We're going to dive into this episode with Crystal. She has some great wisdom. One thing I like about sharing guests that have written books is that they have they have uh, dived deeply into the content that they're talking about. So they have very refined wisdom to share. Not only have they lived it, but they've thought it through and figured out how to communicate it. So she has some fantastic tips for you today. And uh, her story is just great as well. She runs a blog called MoneySavingMom.com that gets over 1.5 million, million unique visitors every month. And lately, it seems that she is everywhere with this book release. I think she was on Good Morning America, seeing her all over websites all around the blogosphere. I'm sure you're familiar with her, and I know you're going to love the information that she has to share with you today. So let's jump into our chat with Crystal Payne. Hey, Crystal. How are you this morning? I'm fantastic. How are you? I am doing very well. Now, now, where are you? I am in Kansas. Okay, okay. I was reading your bio or your your story about how you paid cash for your home, and I, I what, when you said you moved back home, I wasn't sure if that was still in Kansas or if that was somewhere else. So, uh, I wasn't quite sure where you were located. Is it cold there today? Yes, very cold here today. Yeah, I can actually legitimately say that it's cold here in Texas today as well because it's like <laughs> 30, which may not be cold actually for some of you from Kansas, but it's like frigid. It's it's frozen. There's people in snowsuits walking around, I'm sure. It was really funny because one of my friends that lives in Houston, when you guys had, there was like a cold front that came through, I don't know, a few weeks back or yeah. that, exactly. And <laughs> she emailed me, she's like, I'm so sorry, I haven't been able to get back to you. We've been working all day to get like everything ready for the cold front that's coming in. <laughs> it's supposed to be 40 degrees tomorrow. <laughs> and I was just like cracking it up because I'm thinking, what do you have to get ready for 40 degrees? But I guess people have to buy coats or something. Well, they have to cover their tropical plants. Oh, it's probably the main thing. Yeah, yeah. It, it's 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 pretty funny. And Houston, man, that's a that's a rough city to live in during the summer. So if they can survive a Houston summer, yeah, I'll I'll let them say that forty is cold because <laughs> it is it is brutal and humid there. Um. Well, you released your new book on Tuesday, and your new book is called "Say Goodbye to Survival Mode: Nine Simple Strategies to Stress Less, Sleep More." and restore your passion for life. I mean, what mom, what mom wouldn't totally want all of that? So I think I love the title of your book because I wrote an ebook for Inspired to Action way back when it started called Maximize Your Mornings. And it's all about helping moms, you know, uh, get the most out of their mornings, spend time with the Lord, plan their day, pray for their kids, exercise and all that. And the biggest question that I get is, is from moms who feel like they're in this survival mode. That you're talking about. So uh, nine simple strategies. What what are those strategies? Can you run through those for us? Yes. Well, basically, so it's starting out with saying no. You have to say no because in, in order to say yes to the best, you have to say no to the mediocre. And secondly is to, you need to have priorities. You have to know where you're going. And so I encourage people to create a best stuff list, and then to set goals based upon that best stuff list, and then to develop discipline, because that is so important if you want to follow through with those goals. And then taking all of that, you've built this great foundation. And so then you're able to start practically being able to live intentionally. So living intentionally with your bank account, living intentionally in your home, in your homemaking, 
And then I have a chapter, chapter seven is on failure because I think so many people, you've gone through these steps and you're you know, starting to do really well and then something happens and you mm -hmm. hit a roadblock. And so, you know, really you have to realize that failure is going to happen, it's inevitable, but just because you fail at something doesn't make you a failure. And then really encouraging people to make a difference and to be a giver, to give generously of your time, of your resources, and of yourself. And then to make self-care a priority. I think as moms, a lot of times we feel like that's selfish, but it's not. When we refresh ourselves, we're able to be a better wife and mom. And then the, the end of the book just wraps up with helping you get a game plan for your success to kickstart your success. I love that. I, I I have to say, I love all the stuff that you've written lately, your eBooks about the 21 days to discipline. And I love how you share your goals every week on your blog of what you're going to do that week. And, you know, you have a huge blog. It's like 1.5 million unique visitors a month. But then every single week you share these, you know, personal goals of like writing a love note to your husband. It's just so specific and so inspiring. But I'm guessing and correct me if i'm wrong you weren't always like this so i would love to know your journey of how you learned all of it like what was the process that you went through what were you like before have you always you know were you making lists at five years old or you know was this a process and a journey that you've come through definitely a journey a journey that i'm still on but um i think i've always been very driven and very um task oriented that's the kind of person that i am and so i also tend to be a little idealistic or very idealistic <laughs> sometimes and so when my husband and i got married we had these huge ideals and we just you know kind of you you get married and you can picture that it's just going to be happily ever after and we just we thought we're going to go through law school debt free we're going to have all these kids we're going to raise them to the glory of god and we're just going to make this huge impact on the world and then life happens. And whenever my husband started law school, we were so about eight months into our marriage and we were committed to stay out of debt. And it just, it got really hard. We were living in this little basement apartment and I was working these odd jobs and my husband was working odd jobs and we're just trying to make it. And we'd moved away from all of our family and our friends and our church. And it was a very lonely time in our life. And it was a very faith building time because when all you have is each other and the Lord, you just have to, you know, that's, that's all you've got. And so for us, it was, it was so good. We grew in our marriage, we grew in our faith, but we also, we really struggled. And I would say that the first five years of our marriage, it was just, it felt like one setback after another, after another. So I got pregnant with my first child, had to quit my jobs because I was so sick. And that was then when I fell into blogging, which was a great thing. But then it was one of those things where it was a good thing that then there was too much of a good thing. Mm -hmm. And so then I started piling on too much because I thought, oh, well, that's such a great idea. I want to pursue that and that and had my second child started a second blog, had my third child started a third blog <laughs> and got to a place where I was just completely overwhelmed. And I remember 
that we were struggling um, just to just to to get through every day. It just felt so overwhelming. But yet I was so stuck in this survival mode and I'd taken so much on my plate that I felt that I had to or was this great opportunity that I couldn't miss or that, you know, I'm supposed to be doing this. And so it was like I didn't have any margin in my life to step back and really figure out what is going wrong here. And it got to this place where I was just so in this pit of despair that I came to my husband one day and I said, I just can't do this anymore. This is so overwhelming. And I look at even just the next six weeks of my life and I just can't figure out how I'm going to survive those next six weeks without really losing my mind. And he looked at me and he said, you know, you're bringing this all on yourself. And they were, that was very powerful to me at the time. I was upset at him for saying that because I really just wanted a pat on the back and words of encouragement, but I needed to hear those words, even though they were hard to hear because it caused me to just, it rocked my world because I realized I was bringing all this on myself. There were certain things in my life that I couldn't just go and get rid of. I mean, my kids or something, but you know, (laughs) I, I didn't have to have three blogs. I didn't have to be saying yes to all these things. And so that was really for me when I hit that rock bottom point, then I was able to realize that I was the problem, but I was also the solution. And so from there, I just got, God just really took me on this journey the past four years of just figuring out how do I say goodbye to living in that survival mode and how do I take those ideals and make things more realistic. And so it just, it's been a journey for me and it's been really neat to see how, um, you know, when you take those tiny little steps in the right direction, what a big impact it can make on your life. Mm-hmm. And it's really kind of foundational, like the the initial steps that you took, probably creating more margin in your life, allowed you to do the next thing and allowed you to do the next thing. And it it built on one another. But I want to know, how did you how did you start creating margin? I know everybody knows that they need it, but it's a scary thing to do. It's scary to say no. It's scary to quit things. How, How did you start? You know, I was at such a place of exhaustion and burnout and just so done with my life as it was that literally what I did was I I just I quit pretty much everything. And I said no to every opportunity that came my way. And there was a six to eight month period where I just I said no. I didn't even care what it was, how great it looked. <laughs> how perfect it seemed, I just said no. And I think that gave me the courage then to, you know, when I, at first when I said no, it was so hard. Mm -hmm. And I feel like I'm letting people down. I'm, you know, people are going to realize what a mess I am. And it was, it was a very hard thing for me to be vulnerable and authentic. But once I did it a few times, I realized this is so good for me and other people for me to be authentic and say, you know, I'd love to do that, but I just can't and explain to them why they were so gracious about it. And I think it gave them courage then to say no in their life as well. So for that six to eight month period, I really just said no to everything. I went off of 
um, social media. I was I was in Skype chat rooms on um, Twitter. I was very active on there, and I just shut everything. I really just kind of started living in this cave and just focusing on the basic of basics. And once I was able to do that and kind of step back then from all of that schedule clutter and just clear it out, then I was able to be intentional about what are my priorities? What is it that I want to wrap my life around? What do I want to look back in 25 years from now and see that I've invested my life in? And so it gave me that margin to be able to have clarity to then step back into some responsibilities and some opportunities really slowly, but with a lot of intention. So did you set up like rules and parameters now for what you say yes or what you say no to, or is it kind of a a issue by issue thing? One of the things that's been really helpful to me is I created what I call a best stuff list. And I outline how to do this in Say Goodbye to Survival Mode. Basically, it's just these are the few things that I'm going to wrap my life around. This mm-hmm. is what I'm saying. These are the best things. And that is, this is what I want to live my life for. So when I wrote those out, now every single opportunity that comes my way, I hold it up in light of that best stuff list. And that really gives me um, a lot of clear direction as to whether it's an opportunity that's worth investing in or taking the time to do or whether it's something that, you know, it might be a great thing, but it's just not the best thing for me right now. So that really helps me. And then my husband, he is a huge accountability to me and he, I I run a lot of things by him. And so even if I'm thinking, you know, this looks like a great opportunity, I think it's in line with my best stuff, but I still just feel like this might be too much or it might take too much of my time. I run it by him and he's really good at being able to say, you know, I just think that's going to be too much for you. Or I just think that's going to take you away from our family too much. Or he'll say, I really think you should do it. Go for it. Well, and then that I'm sure gives you that extra level of security that, hey, yes, this is something that I can go do. And I know that when I'm approached with something and I ask my husband to do it, I just feel so perfectly peaceful and comfortable when he's for it too. Yes. And you know, what really helps as well. Like one of the things that I was run by him is any speaking opportunity or any travel opportunity. He's the one that makes the final call on those. Mm-hmm. And really, I just try to bring it to him and say, you know, here's all the details. You make the decision really trying to not have, you know, like I'm not trying to convince him either way because I really want him to make the decision. And then when he does that, it's so freeing to me because sometimes with traveling or speaking, there are, you know, it'll be hard or it's, it'll be, um, you know, it can be somewhat stressful sometimes, or, you know, there can be some tension and things there. And when I know that he's been the one that he's made that decision and Mm -hmm. he's put that blessing, then if it's, you know, the day before I leave and it's feeling a stress, you know, and then we both know it wasn't something that, it was a decision that we made together and he really made that decision. So it gives me a lot of freedom and peace there. Yeah, that's great. I love that. And I love your best stuff list because then it gives people, well, it gives you, and then, you know, everybody listening, if they make their own best stuff list, it gives you the strength to say no to things because you know that you're not actually just saying no to that thing. You're really just saying yes to your best stuff list. Yes. And it's amazing how much that empowers you. Mm Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. And uh, margin, I, I would say that it's one of the best places to start for you know people feeling overwhelmed. And I, I've definitely been there where I've had way, way too much on my plate. I remember finishing up a client website. I used to do web design in the hospital bed after I'd had my second daughter. And, it, you know, that's just crazy. And so having margin, like you said, it just allows you to focus on what's most important to you, which allows you to, well, for you in particular, allows you to create, you know, more helpful stuff for the people who read your blog, who read your books and all of that. Um, so you have all this margin. And then you start setting goals. And I, I did a couple episodes on the podcast recently about smart goals and all of that. But I know that you are very into setting goals, and I love seeing those on your blog every week. I'd love to know some of your thoughts about how you how you set goals and then how you actually make them happen. Yes. Well, I think one thing that's been really helpful to us is that at the beginning of every year, we set out goals for our family in different areas and goals for us personally in different areas. And so it's for the whole entire year that we're looking ahead and saying, okay, where do we want to be at the end of this year? But I've, I have learned so much about this through failure and through not doing a good job of goals that I've become extremely intentional. In fact, this year, for 2014, I only set 12 goals and they were very specific and very um, time bound goals because in 2013, I think I set 25 goals and I, I only hit about half of them and it hung over my head all year that I was, it felt like I had set up this unrealistic expectation. And so this year I was very intentional about just setting a few, even though I wanted so badly to (laughs) add about eight more on there, I knew that I, I'm like, these are the most important things. And so there were 12 goals in four different areas and very specific goals. So for instance, one of the goals you talked about the love note to my husband. Well, so a marriage goal for me was that I want to write a love note to my husband every single week. And this could be as simple as, you know, a text telling him something that I'm really thankful for. Or we'd have the um, aqua notes in our shower that it's the path. <laughs> yeah on that um, it's waterproof and we write love notes on there. And so it might take that goal might literally take me two minutes every week, but it's a little something that every single week I'm building into our marriage. And so goals like that, where it's very measurable, but it's for a specific purpose. And so when I set all of my goals this year, I tried to make sure that I could break them down into a bite-sized weekly or bi-weekly piece so that I wasn't feeling like it was this huge goal of, um, you know, I, I want to get better at something, but it was very measurable mm-hmm. and that's really helped me. So then my weekly goals that I write on my blog every week on Mondays, those are almost all of them are taken from my yearly goals and it's just a bite-sized piece from my yearly goal. That's so good that because it just makes it feel so much less overwhelming. Um, I do want to know, did Jesse ever say, you know, honey, it's a, uh, it's Friday and I noticed on your blog that you're supposed to be writing me a, a, a note. Did he ever reference your, does does he see your goals list? Um, He knows, he somewhat reads my blog, um, but he, you know, it's it's funny because he has on his goal list, um, he has 
it, it's he has love notes on his goal list too, and he gets a text or a reminder every week on Thursdays. I think it is to write me a love note, and some people <laughs> like, that's too like regimented that you know but for us it works and it's because we're saying our marriage is a priority just like you would set set up a reminder for something else in your life that's important to you if our marriage is important to us i think it's totally okay that we sometimes schedule these things or set up reminders so that we're being intentional about it yes that's so good that's so good so in order to do all of these things that are on your list and and for every mom listening they're like well that's great i'm gonna try to set more boundaries i'm gonna try to set goals but i'm just exhausted all the time how would you recommend moms to get more energy you know in your subtitle says to stress less and sleep more what are some um, tactics that you have to help moms have more energy I think one of the biggest things is that you have to make self-care a priority. And I think many moms get stuck in the kind of mindset that putting your self-care as a priority is selfish. And unfortunately, that's kind of something that's, this is a message that's sort of out there sometimes of, well, you shouldn't do that because your kids need to come first. And I think we are a better wife and mom when we take that time to refresh ourselves. So for me, one thing that's been really helpful is to write a list of what energizes me and what drains me. When I sat down and wrote that list out, I realized that I had so much on my schedule that was draining me and very little that was energizing me. Mm -hmm. And so being intentional about scheduling in time for energizing and refreshing myself. So for me, I'm more of an introvert. And so I am refreshed by quiet and by things, not by spending all this time with people and going, going, going. And so making sure in our schedule, I try to schedule in that we have two days where we're pretty much just home all day long. And that for me really energizes me. I need to have that time to just refresh and replenish so that I can then do other things and go and um, be on. And so figuring out what energizes you. So maybe for you, it's spending time with a friend. So being intentional about scheduling in time to have coffee with a friend or to call a friend or to text a friend. Maybe it's exercise. Maybe it's, um, you know, I don't know what it is, but figuring those things out and then being intentional about it and making it a priority and realizing that when you make this a priority, you are going to be blessing your family. Mm-hmm. I heard, I forget what book it was in, and I'll have to add that to the show notes, but they talk about, it's, I think it's actually a book geared towards pastors, but it talks about um, having things that fill you and things that drain you and to really make sure that things are constantly filling you and not just the things that are draining you. So I love that you that you shared that. Um, so moms right now are listening maybe while they're doing laundry or maybe they're going for a run or their kids are napping and they're trying to lay down and rest for a little bit and they're about to attack the rest of their day. What would you say to encourage them, to give them that high five pep talk fist bump to go and be the awesome moms that God made them to be? You know, I think my biggest encouragement to moms is to know that you are amazing. You're doing an amazing job. And I think to focus on the progress that you're making instead of to guilt yourself with all that you're not doing. It's so easy to compare ourselves to other moms and feel like we don't measure up. But you are uniquely created for your children to be their mom. 
and to realize that God has given you gifts specifically to mother your children. So use those gifts and don't look at other people and wish you had their gifts. Just use what God has given you and realize that you're making an amazing impact in those little everyday things that you're doing. You're changing the world. So good, Crystal. Thank you so much for joining us today. Uh, For everybody listening, you can get her book pretty much everywhere. And again, it's called Say Goodbye to Survival Mode, and uh, it's by Crystal Payne. So Crystal, thanks for joining us, and uh, we will talk to you again soon. Thanks so much for having me on. Thanks, Crystal. Well, that's all that we have for today's episode of the Inspired to Action podcast. Thank you so much for taking the time out of your day to listen. I know that there are a million things that you could be doing right now, and I hope that this episode has encouraged you. You know, if you have any questions or suggestions for me, just head over to inspiredtoaction.com and click the contact button to send me an email. I would love to hear from you, and I would love to do whatever I can to get the resources that you need to keep growing as a mom. And if you enjoyed this podcast, it would be awesome if you would take a minute to rate it on iTunes. That's going to help more moms to find it and get the encouragement that they need. And as always, you can check out all the show notes for this session at inspiredtoaction.com. And you can also download any of our free ebooks or our free prayer calendars for moms at the blog. Just go to inspiredtoaction.com and click on the resources link. And my name is Kat Lee, and I wish you an incredible day with your family. And remember, you're a mom. You're kind of a big deal. Now go be awesome. It's early in the morning, the house is quiet. But I've set aside this time for you. I bow before the throne of a noble king. And in this place, my heart begins to sing. It's gonna be a good day, a good day filled with His grace, His grace and sweet new mercies. May my thoughts obey Jesus to walk in His way by His Spirit with each breath that I take. It's feeling like a good day.